This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey, y'all, welcome to another episode of God Goals and Girl Talk. I am your host, Charlotte Walker, and I am so excited for this episode. This is our last live episode of the year. Um, we are going to be doing our year in rewind episodes to close out the rest of the year, and then we will be back at the top of the year with live shows. And I'm so excited because this return is like about to be everything. I really have been doing a lot of work in the background and I'm excited, excited, excited to see what's next with God Goals and Girl Talk. God has really just been blessing me to be able to um, really be a part of his show. And I'm just so grateful that he's trusted me to be in this position. And here we are. So I am Super excited as always, and this week's episode is going to be extended, so it's going to be long. That's what that means. Um, with this being our last live episode, I really wanted to, one, give y'all every piece of this word because it's fire. Two, um, wanted to give this to y'all as an early Christmas gift. So we are going to hop right into the show. So today we are back for part two of a series that I'm calling At His Feet. So we've been exploring, you know, the encounters between Jesus and Mary of Bethany. Now remember that Mary of Bethany ain't Jesus' mama, okay? That's Mary of Nazareth. <laughs> So last week, we identified three things um, that exchanged uh, between Mary and Jesus and Luke 10. If you missed that week's episode last week, let me tell you what to do right now. You're going to stop this podcast. You're going to go back and you're going to listen. OK, because you will be confusion if you don't. Not confused, honey. You will be confusion <laughs> if you do not go back and listen. So last week we discussed 
three principles about sitting at the feet of Jesus. And we've been learning from Mary of Bethany and the encounters that she had with Jesus throughout scripture. And um, our principles are submission, security, and strategy. Now, I'm not going to go into detail about them again, but... If you are here and you ain't listened to part one, since you are cheating yourself out of the full revelation that God has for you. So you need to pause for the cause and go back and listen to part one. Okay. Okay. So this week we are going to see the fundamental principles in action. So those were submission, security, and strategy. Um, Remember in Luke 10, Martha was triggered because Mary was um, seemed to be inactive and she really was in position at Jesus's feet. This week, we are going to get to see Mary apply those same exchanges in some very difficult situations. And my prayer is that, you know, these can highlight um, just the importance and the critical piece of us sitting at Jesus' feet, right? Like, it seems easy peasy, but it really is not. And Mary shows us that she's done this consistently. Like this wasn't one time Mary did good, but these are, this is something that was consistent in her character. And I really want us to study that and really see what that looks like. So we're going to be reading two stories, two passages of scripture. I am reading the entire passage because I want y'all to really understand and get this. So get your notebook. Okay. We're going to take a break right here. Get your notebook so we can really get into this. There is so many, you know, revelations and so many things just to unpack um, in this study. Like God has been just showing myself to myself. And so we are going to read, we're reading John 11, 1 through 44 and John 12, 1 through 8. And we reading it all today. Okay. I got time. So, um, John 11 is the story of Lazarus, um, and the death of Lazarus. And so I'm going to read that in the new international version of the Bible. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and his sister, Martha. This, this Mary who brothers Lazarus is now sick was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. We're going to come back to that. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to the disciples, let's go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you and yet you're going to and yet you're going back. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble for they see by the world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble for they have no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going to wake him up. The disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but the disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So when he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let's also go that we may die with him. On his arrival, 
Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the son of God, one who has come into the world. After she had said this, she went back to call and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and ran out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of a blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus once more was deeply moved, came, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, Martha, said Martha, the, the sister of the dead man, by this time there has been, there is a bad odor for he has been there for four days. Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone and then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this in, for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and cloth around his face. Jesus said, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Ooh, chale, that was a mouthful. But I wanted y'all to get the full context of the story because there's so many parts that we need to evaluate here. Um, first, so we know we talk about submission. And in John eleven thirty two, it says, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Like even in these challenging circumstances, Mary found herself again at the feet of Jesus. Like even in her moment of disappointment because she felt like Jesus had not come through when she wanted him to, she still found her place at his feet in a place of submission. Like this is so great to me because it reminds me that I don't have to have it all together when I come to the feet of Jesus. Like put yourself in that situation. Like you called for Jesus four days ago, okay? Your brother done died and you are a wreck. You devastated. <laughs> like you are a, a mess and you're devastated. Not just because you loved your brother and you lost your brother, but in that time period, you have to understand that, um, 
men provided and protected the women, like provided for and protected the women. So um, if uh, like, that's why the Bible talks about a widow, um, those women, like their husbands were not there to provide for them. So they essentially became poor. And so you're, you're, you're hurt, you're devastated because Jesus, someone who, you know, said he loved you so much and you've seen him perform these miracles and you know that all it takes is for him to be present in a situation for it to change and you feel like wait like dang god like where was you like i asked for you to come four days ago you heard what i said now child you waited two more days and now here we are and lazarus is dead and he's been dead for four days like i would be a wreck like just hot mess city that would be me hair a mess tear stains down my face it's not running out my nose like wrecked that would be me okay nevertheless she still submitted all of her pain all of her disappointment all of her anger to the feet of jesus immediately like the first thing she did was submit herself and then poured out her heart she didn't just come and like, blah, 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 and where was you? And da, 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 da. and I see you got time to go and didn't like, no, she came and submitted herself first and then submitted her anger, her pain and her disappointment. Like, how do we respond to God when we feel hurt, when we feel disappointed, or we feel like we've lost something that's really valuable to us? Like, are we so submitted that we would find ourselves at his feet even when we're disappointed even when we're hurt even when we've suffered a devastating loss like do you find yourself there or do you find yourself running away from god where do you find yourself when you are hurt when you are struggling it is so critical that we are at his feet during these times. So we allow him to comfort us and respond to our needs in a way that brings glory and honor to him. Like it's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to be hurt, but you have to submit that thing. Now let's dive into security. Remember last week we discussed that security means measures taken that protect against espionage, sabotage, crime, attack, or escape. Throughout this story, we hear of the Jewish community members who came to comfort Mary and Martha. At the beginning of the passage, Mary is surrounded by these people. They loving on her. Somebody done brought food, okay? Like, y'all know how we do. And the minute that she hears that Jesus is calling for her, she dips. She left the crowd of comforters and she found herself at the, at the feet of the greatest comforter, right? So like, it's cool to have people around you. It's cool to have people who want to support you, but that does not negate you having your own relationship with Jesus. That does not negate you spending time with the Lord. You need to seek God for yourself. And that in this moment is what Mary is doing. Furthermore, here's the real gag. In the midst of Jesus comforting Mary, the same people who was there surrounding her tried to attack the source of her faith. If you aren't paying attention, then you'll miss it. Jesus saw that Mary was hurting. He became troubled in his spirit. He instructed them to take him to the tomb. They got there. Jesus wept. And then he saying, quote unquote, comforters acknowledged the fact 
and the love that Jesus had for Lazarus. But then in the same breath out their mouth said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind not kept this man from dying? Like that, hold on, wait, what? Now these same people have clearly seen Jesus perform other miracles, right? Because they, they mention it like, oh, you can open the eyes of a blind man, but here we are. Like, you know what I'm saying? And in this critical moment, they spoke ridicule and doubt unknowingly or knowingly, then launching an attack against Mary's faith, right? Y'all know I'm here with the definition so we can ensure that we're clear and we're talking about the same thing. When I say attack, I'm not saying that they were out here like trying to square up with Mary's faith. Like, what's good? I got hands. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you look at the definition of attack, it's defined as expressing or involving aggressively negative or harsh criticism for someone. Mary's faith was in Jesus. And then in this moment, those people who spoke these words against him were then directly attacking her faith. Does that make sense? So Mary's faith is in Jesus. People got big mouth, got a lot to say. They out here bumping their gums about the Lord. Okay. And then in that same sense, they are feeding um, negativity. They are launching an attack against her faith. Right? Like when they get to the tomb, remember, like it's Martha, not Mary, that's out here with an objection. I love Martha. You know, we, we talked about having a Martha moment. I love her, but I'm like, sis, be quiet. <laughs> right? Like we know that Mary was there, but once again, she submits herself. She submits herself to Jesus. And then we don't hear nothing else out of her mouth after Lord. Had you been here, my brother wouldn't have died. She says nothing else in the rest of this passage. She had submitted her emotions and then received the security of Christ. And then she did not allow the faith attack to take root in her heart. She did not allow the faith attack to take root in her heart. Sis was secure. Okay. This shows us how critical it is to evaluate the people that you have around you. Like this, this, this is key. They may seem like they came to help, but when the going, when the, when it really got tough, when the going really got tough, they were out here speaking negatively. It is so critical that you evaluate the people that you have around you. Like it's hard enough maintaining you when you are in a tough season. If you can't pray for me and believe in faith with me on the same thing, if we can't touch and agree, if, if one can chase a thousand and two can chase 10,000, if you can't be all of that, bye. You don't need to be in this fight with me. Everybody that is surrounding you that may even mean well, some of them don't mean well. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Some people around for the show. Some of them don't mean well. We'll talk about that in the next little passage. But some of them don't mean well. You need to check, you need to check your, your, your circle. <laughs> if you cannot touch and agree with me when I'm in a faith fight, especially when I'm in a faith fight, then I'm not calling you. And then when you're in a faith fight, don't be out here calling um, Jane uh, Jasmine, um, Bree, like don't be out here calling everybody in their cousin. Cause first of all, everybody don't need to be in that position with you. 
Even right now in this moment, I have been going through a crazy, crazy faith fight. And when God releases me to be able to share that story with y'all, y'all gonna be like, wait, what? Yes. And yes, I called the people who I know are going to feed my faith and are going to help me because the situation is hard enough as it is. I don't need you out here giving me your, oh, well, I mean, you know, I mean, if he was going to do it, he would have did it. No. No. And this isn't anything new. Like, you really have to look at who you are surrounding yourself. And I don't even plan on, like, being at this point for a long time but it is what it is some of y'all in the new year need to drop some of these people that are connected to y'all because you out here trying to go somewhere and they're not going with you and that's okay it's called pruning where God is cutting away people and things right if you have a bag of fruit or something in the fridge all it takes is for one to make the rest of it rotten Like, have you ever been in a situation where you surrounded yourself with the wrong people and then their perspectives, they, it tried to shake you. Like, girl, I'm about to start this business. Girl, I mean, if that's what you want to do, but if it were me, I wouldn't do that. Oh, you really think, ain't it a lot of people out here starting businesses right now? Mm, girl, mm, I'm a pray for you. No, she not. No, she not. She is not believing in the same faith with you. She is attacking your faith. And you ain't got to say nothing to her. Okay, we got to learn to be like Mary in this season. Everything don't need a response. Everything don't need a response. But you need to be secure enough in Christ to know, like, girl, you got to go. Ain't no way. This even happened to Jesus. When he had to let Peter know something by himself in Luke 4, 8. Because Peter was trying to attack the plan that God had set before Jesus. And Peter was Jesus' homeboy, okay? But he definitely had to set him straight and tell him, get thee behind me, Satan. Because Jesus knew who was really at the root and was able to call it out. Like, we need to be able to call some things out. Like, we need to make sure that we are calling out the things that are coming against our faith so that we can maintain maintain ourselves in the position that we need to be in. We must maintain our security in Christ. We have to. We have to. Like, we absolutely have to. And it is, it is so crucial. And I'm so glad that, you know, God is, is calling that out. Like, there have been people... Over the years who I just knew God had placed them in my life. But some of us are, are going to have our hands so full of other people and other people's opinions that we're not in a position to even receive from Christ. We don't even have room in our, in our arms because we're trying to hoard everybody else's opinions. And we're holding on to everybody else's opinions and what they think and what they think you should do. And who taught this class and this, you know, this sermon and that. And you need to drop all of that and stretch your arms right open, submit yourself and be secure at the feet of Jesus so you can then receive everything that he's pouring out into you. God, first of all, y'all, that ain't even in my notes. 
So I don't know who out here is trying to drag people along with them into this next season. But don't even don't, don't say, oh, I'm going to wait till January. Get rid of them today. Cut it off at the source today. Who got time to be playing with sin? Not me. Not me. Who got time to be associating themselves with the things that aren't of God? Not me. We got things that we're trying to do. And in this time, it is so, so important that we get serious and not just serious. Like, oh, I'm trying to be about my coins, but serious meaning like if God tell you to cut them people off, you need to cut them people off because they're attacking your faith. They're attacking your growth. They're attacking the plan that God has for you. Some of us out here leaving ourselves outside in the rain with no umbrellas. And then we crying about being wet. No, no. We're going to leave that right here in 2020 with everything else raggedy that didn't happen this year. No, we're done with that. Okay, I love y'all, but I we are not here to play today. Get thee behind me, Satan. That part. Now, the most subtle but powerful part of this story is that at the feet of Jesus, Mary receives strategy. And it is after, like, this is so good. Yeah, like, Mary received strategy because it was not until after Mary came and laid at the feet of Jesus that Jesus moved in the situation. Martha had already been there and spoke to Jesus and he did not move. That's in the scripture. It say after she had said this, she went back, called for her sister Mary, uh, called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. Jesus did not move from the place where Martha had met him. It was not until Mary came and submitted herself that then Jesus said, show me where he's buried. Show, take me to Lazarus. Like, I really hope y'all are catching this. There were no words exchanged, just weeping. Just, just the weeping. She continued to weep. Everybody else was weeping too. And the guy was like, come on, come on, pumpkin. Cause you gotta, come on. Cause y'all bought the, <laughs> like, come on, come on, babe. Get up, get up, show me where you're at. But it was not until she met God, met Jesus, submitted herself, found herself secure, that then Jesus, Jesus moved. The strategy, the plan, the plan went into effect. Like, whew, y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. Like, I'm like, I'm just like, y'all, I hope y'all are getting this. Like, there were no words exchanged. All Mary did was got up and was with the people and was like, all right, I'm going to show you where he at. And then she ain't say nothing else. She didn't say, Jesus, are you going to resurrect him? Jesus, what are you doing? Jesus, this, Jesus, that. She got a plan. He said, show me where he, where he is. And she followed that to a T. She got the strategy. She went, she was secure in who God was and, um, and what he could do in her life. And she didn't have to say nothing else. Even when people was out here talking reckless. So what is the moral of the story? 
Well, first, the moral of the story is that it is okay to express your disappointment, your frustration, your anger, or whatever else to God. But doing so at his feet then places you in a position where you're submitting those things and then in exchange receiving a peace that surpasses all understanding. Second, it's critical that you are careful about where your security lies. It cannot be in people. You have to divorce yourself from the opinions of people. Mary moved swiftly. Martha was like, Jesus here. She was like, oh, bye y'all. <laughs> Peace. She ain't say nothing. She didn't. Oh, but I can ask Jesus if he can meet me. Uh, call him on the main line and tell him to come meet me at the house. No, she left those people because she knew that her true security was in Jesus. She heard Jesus was looking for her and she was like, Pew, gone. Bye. Yeah, I locked the door, okay? And then she did not rely on the pin, the opinions of those same people, right? But she relied on the peace of God that she received so that she could remain secure in the power that Jesus had. Like, those same people, they came running. Oh, we're going to go see if she's going to be crying at the tomb or whatever, Jesus is there and they talking reckless. They're attacking her faith. But Mary knew like, oh, that's cool that y'all came to comfort me. But my comforter is here. The comforter, capital C, <laughs> the comforter. Lastly, sometimes we feel like we are waiting on God to move in a situation, but he is waiting on us. Like. When I caught that, I was like, first of all, it wasn't until Mary came and submitted herself that then the next big move happened. Like, I hope y'all are as fired up as I feel. Like, I'm just like, wait a minute. Like, you sitting here like, man, God ain't said nothing to me. But when was the last time you submitted and just laid everything down? Your anger, your pain. God, I thought you said I would be in a better position by now. God, I don't really even know if I trust the plan that you have for my life. God, I don't see it. God, I'm hurt. God, I'm mad. God, like, he already knows how you feel. You cannot pull a 52 fake with the Lord. You playing yourself. And it was not until... Mary came and submitted herself at the feet of Jesus that then the next thing happened. She came, she laid at his feet, she submitted all that junk and he got to work. Got to work and she was secure and steadfast the entire time. I really, really pray that y'all are catching this and that it really hits y'all in y'all spirit. Hey guys, hope you are enjoying the show. Look, take a minute to go ahead, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave a review. We love to get feedback from our listeners and doing this will help us get advertisers that are relevant to our audience. So if you have been blessed by God Goals and Girl Talk, if this is your favorite time of the week, is to spend it with me. First of all, God bless you, sis. I love you. But take some time to go ahead and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode or a bonus episode and make sure that you leave a review. Now let's get back to the show. Whew, 
all right y'all I'm back I feel like I was going ham but it wasn't me it was holy spirit so take it as you may okay somebody needed that <sighs> I just had to really get myself together okay so this entire series is like really reinforcing something to me that I feel like is so simple yet undervalued like spending time with Jesus like that sounds very cliche but I'm really praying that y'all are catching how powerful and the power connected like to be truly connected not just sharing your um bible app verse or you like really being connected and living out worship every day every day being connected and spending time with Jesus the same way you be talking to that little boy sis mm-hmm I said it put that same energy into somebody who really love you unconditionally. Okay. All right. So we're going to move on to our last and final encounter with Mary of Bethany. And so I'm excited. Like, let, like, let's go. Okay. We about to read John 12, one through eight. And again, I'm in the new international version of the Bible. And it says six days before Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus's honor. Martha served per usual. That's not what the scriptures say. I'm saying that per usual. <laughs> While Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus's feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, the one who would later betray him, objected. Why was this perfume sold? Why was this? Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It's worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Okay, so I'm trying not to make this episode super duper 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 long. So it may not be as extended as I thought, but... Um, I'm not going to go piece by piece like we did with the previous stories, but I just want to discuss the highlights, right? Like, I love this story because we finally get to see Mary be about that action. Like, there is a time to just be sitting at the feet and then there's a time to bust a move. And when she did, it was a bold move. Like, sis came through with big, bold energy and I love it. I love it. Like, do y'all know how many times Jesus had discussed his death, whether in parable or just up front with the disciples and they were not getting it. Okay. Like I'm not going to drag super deep into it, but it is documented very well throughout scripture that Jesus would discuss his death with the disciples and they were being, um, they were being men. They just really weren't hearing what he said. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking kind of. Um, but it was not clicking and I don't know, like, I just, I don't get it. But for Mary to anoint Jesus's feet with her hair, okay, like, sus was out here. Sus was out here. How many of y'all about to get a fresh install and then use your hair on someone's feet? Don't worry, I'll wait. Because the answer is ain't none of y'all. Me included. <laughs> My hair, first of all, sir, <laughs> inches, no. Um, like, ain't none of us doing that. And hair was, you know something that 
um, was seen as a crown of a woman. It just as, as we view it as important now, you know, established beauty and this and that, it was seen, seen as something that was very important. And so yet here we are again, where we find Mary at the feet of Jesus. And this time sis then brought her coins. She done brought a year's worth of wages and her oil and her hair. Okay. Now, let me give y'all some perspective. Please note that they did not wear closed-toed shoes. They had sandals, okay? And they walked everywhere, unless they had a donkey or something. But there was a lot of walking, okay? And I know that sounds silly, but I just want y'all to get the picture. Like, Jesus' feet were probably covered in dirt and dust. And because, you know, he out here wearing, like, um, the equivalent of Nike flip-flops to go out everywhere. Those slides, that's what, that's basically in my head, what Jesus was walking around wearing, not with no socks though. He had no socks because they didn't have socks back then. And so here we are, feet dirty, dusty, and we just gonna take our hair and our oil and we're gonna anoint his feet and use our hair. And, and everybody else was confused. But Mary continued to be submitted, secure and strategic, right? Like, remember last week I told y'all that I have felt that I had a revelation about what Jesus was saying to Mary when she was sitting at the feet in the house when Martha decided she was going to wild out and then y'all know. Now, I strongly believe that Jesus had revealed the truth about who he was and what his mission was going to be and the things that were upcoming for him. Now, to be clear, that is not in the Bible. It don't say that Mary sat at Jesus' feet, Martha was big mad, and Mary was finding out what was going on with Jesus. That is not nowhere in the Bible. This is me sharing my own personal revelation with y'all. Y'all need to study the word for yourself, and then the Holy Spirit will guide you in understanding. But for me, my understanding is that for her to make this move, she knew. Like, because there was no words exchanged. Sus just walked up and was like oil hair here we go like without a word and the only way that i feel like you could know that is if you either had some some insight um which probably came from when she was sitting at the feet and martha was out there making macaroni and cheese or hummus or whatever martha was making and i feel like i it confirmed it for me because one of the commentaries or one of the discussions I was reading about Mary, it said that it read the way that it read, it said she seemed to have known something that the others did not. And I was like, yes, because back in Luke, she was sitting there getting all of the knowledge. And then Martha was having a moment and that's what happened in my head. Okay. All right. So she was submitting not just herself, but she also submitted everything that she had. Like, it's the oil in the hair for me. A year's worth of wages? How much y'all make per year? Think about it. Don't say it out loud. First of all, I ain't gonna be able to hear you. But think about, like, how much do you make in a year? Pour that at the feet of Jesus. And then take your inches that you just got installed. And come on now. It's an extravagant expression. An extravagant expression of her submission to God. 
everything that she had, whether it be a spiritual or a um like a material possession, she in that moment was honoring Jesus with all of it. And it was so radical that Judas wouldn't be quiet with his little still himself. Like, are you willing to lay down everything that seems good for God? Are you willing to give up everything? Money, hair, titles, degrees, jobs. Are you willing to lay it all at the feet of Jesus? Like submission be sounding really cute, really cliche, really easy peasy lemon squeezy until you just bought a car and God tells you to give that new car away. Or even if it's an old car, let's make it more real. I just paid off my little car, okay? I done had the same car for the last seven years. And honestly, if God was like... Get get that car away. First of all, Lord, uh, we are currently putting a new engine in it. So you want me to, the car we just paid off with the new engine, just, just give it away? Nah, I'm going I'm to have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to head out. No, no, but it's one of those things. It's like, make it personal to you. What if God tell you them shoes you just bought, you just stood in line for them Jordans for three hours and you walking out the store and you see a homeless man and God said, give him the shoes. Lay it at my feet. 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 Bless somebody. Like submission sound real cute and real easy, but like, think about it. What if God told you to write a check for your year's salary and and give it away? Now, I ain't telling nobody to do that unless God is telling you to do that. And then you do it. He ain't said that to me. But, you know, if he said it to you, sis, you better be obedient. No matter how radical it seems, we don't care what nobody got to say. Lay it at his feet. The one who laid his life down for us. I will give God everything that I have. I don't care. I'm going to have to be like, can I wash my hair after? But I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Because I owe him that. And I don't do that out of compulsion. I do it just because I love him because he loved me. And I really feel, Mary, like, you know what I'm about to do? Like, you're about to lay your life down for me. And she understood the weight of that. She understood the the reverence that she should have for Jesus. She understood that he wasn't going to be with them always. And so she took the opportunity to show him while she had him available, how much she honored him. And even though we don't have Jesus here in the physical, every day we are given the opportunity to show God how much we love him, how much we worship him. When we lay our lives down at his feet, when we are willing to act out that love for him, And yes, we know that God's love language is spending time with him, but there are going to be times when that love requires action. So it's not all the time. You can't work yourself into love, but love requires action. I love my husband. He likes to watch football. Eh, I'd rather watch basketball, but I will sit with him because I want to be close to him. I want to spend time with him and my love requires action. So it may not be something super duper crazy, 
I'm telling you that you can't work your way into loving God, but there are going to be times where you're going to be called to show how much you love God. And I hope that makes sense. There's going to be times where you need to put your love on display. If you told, here we go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you was in a relationship, okay, I'm going to talk about me. Ain't no way on God's green earth could my husband tell me that he loves me. We live in the same house. I see him daily, but he don't ever hold my hand. He don't ever give me no kiss. He don't ever give me no hug. Like, first of all. I hear what you're saying, but your action isn't adding up. So while the love is there, the relationship has been established. There are times where you need that outward expression. But him just doing a bunch of stuff for me is not what our love is based off of. Our love is based off of relationship, which you get through spending time with Jesus at his feet. Are we are we on the same page? I hope so. Check God's Resume is a personal reflection journal that challenges you to build God's resume in your life. Do you often feel like signs and wonders do not occur in your life? Are you feeling like you're in an impossible season? Sis, no, it is time for you to check God's resume. His goodness and his miracles are all over your life. He has been doing this. I had such an amazing time developing this journal and God reminded me of so many times where he has kept me. And if you are looking for a great tool to improve your posture of gratitude and just to learn more about the character of God, this journal is for you. It's available on Amazon and it makes for a great gift and it's great for a Bible group study tool too. Now, I want you to get this journal. Like I said, it is phenomenal. It's over 200 pages. There's guided study. Um, you learn about the different names and character of God. And you literally go through and build his resume from his personal information all the way down to his accolades and awards. Just like you would build your own resume. It is so cool. It's so fun. And God just really reminded me of all of the crazy situations that I found myself in where he had his hand on my life. Y'all, he been out here saving us, okay? Get the journal, get in a position and a posture of gratitude. I pray that it blesses you. You need to get it. Now let's get back to the show. So we talked about how submitted in this story where where, um, Jesus gets anointed by Mary um, with a year worth of wages and her hair. Okay. We talked about how submitted you have to be, but are y'all secure enough to allow God to speak on your behalf when others be coming for your life? Hmm. Like when they be like, oh girl, it don't even take all that or whatever Judas was trying to say, like. Like, oh, why are you doing that? Like, you don't think you should be doing this instead? Like, again, in every instance, Mary never had the spirit of pop off. And I'm trying to re- rebuke that out of my life. Like, the, the spirit of, like, pop off. Like, oh, wait, what you say? Like, first of all, <laughs> like, that spirit. Because it be in me. I know I look. It's the God in me. All this stuff that y'all see that y'all be like, oh, she's so great. She's so sweet. I just just know that it's the Lord doing a work in me yet, okay? Because there are times where I really feel like I want to come to my own defense. But once again, Mary has allowed Jesus to come to her defense. 
And I know that it's something that I need to work on. Like this whole study about being at the feet of Jesus these last two weeks, I have been being read for filth. I just want y'all to know, like, I'm like, oh God, oh Jesus. Okay, don't say nothing to nobody. All right, all right, okay. <laughs> we have to stop feeling that need to defend ourselves, right? Like God runs defense for me. God runs defense for me. You don't have to. This does not mean that you subject yourself to abuse, but there's no need to like, if, oh, such and such. I don't know why this is on my heart, but I'm gonna say it. First off, there are gonna be people who are in your, your crowd of comforters, okay? Who are gonna say, girl, did you hear that such and such, such and such was saying such and such around you? First of all, sis, why they feel comfortable talking about me around you like that? Because see, sometimes we get so caught off guard by the tea that we don't realize who's pouring it into our cup. First of all, sis, why you always got tea about me? And then why does that person then feel comfortable spilling the tea to you about me? Oh, y'all sharing tea together. This is this is a, a tea, like you infused in this tea. Like that, that's just it. Because as for me and people who, who are in my circle, they would never talk crazy about one of my people in front of me they would not be comfortable first of all I ain't gonna have it I'm gonna say something wait what you say about her oh because y'all know that's my friend okay I'm just trying to figure out what your point is in having this conversation because we're not going to be sitting here and gossiping I'm gonna shut it down but some of these people out here pouring tea and getting you all riled up and now you sitting out here trying to defend yourself and it's really a Judas they out here trying to steal. They a thief out here trying to steal your peace, trying to steal your joy, trying to steal your relationship, trying to steal your witness. And they just in the day in they in the little crew plotting like Judas. You need to be careful. Sometimes we get so caught up emotionally when we go to defend ourselves. We ain't even got our facts straight, Sharla. <laughs> Y'all know how many times I thought my husband said something cash crazy to me and I call myself getting ready to wind up in a pitch. And I said, pitch with a P. Thank you. Um, like I find myself like ready to throw hands. Like, sir, what'd you say? Da -da 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 -da, got a whole attitude and that's not even what happened. People who are in relationships or who are married, y'all know. It don't like, what, huh? Wait, what's going on? And we're, we're trying to come to our own defense and then we be out here looking silly. We need to get more comfortable with letting God defend us. The battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. Like you are required to stay in position at his feet. That's where you need to be. Like that's where you need to be. Because then the strategy or plan that was implemented in Mary's obedience is something that we are still talking about, right? Like, so she was submitted. She showed how she was submitted to, her, to God with this extravagant offering, this anointing. Then she secured. Judas thought he was about to bump off at the mouth and she didn't even say nothing. I would have been like, man, shut up. That's why you out here plotting on Jesus. I would have blew the whole thing up. I would have been like, it's you. Yup, because he told me in Luke 10 when I was sitting there that it's you anyway. And you out here stealing these people money. That's what I would have said. But I'm that's why it's not me in this story. Um, but you are out here, right? Like, so she's secure, she submitted, and then she got the strategy. 
And her obedience is something that is still being talked about over 2000 years later. And we are here trying to pick up some gems from Mary and apply it to our lives. Like, I want to be as secure in my faith as Mary. And I'm trying to leave a legacy like her, too. Like, she was just in her lane at Jesus's feet. And then her faithfulness and her obedience spoke volumes in ways that her words never had to. Like we are cheating ourselves if we fail to spend time and we miss out on the beauty of submission. If we miss out on the, the peace of security and then we miss out on the power of strategy. Like y'all need to take these next couple weeks and just really evaluate before we go into the new year, before you start doing all these vision boards and writing a vision and making it plain, which I'm going to talk about that next year, writing a vision and making it plain. And this is that. And the third, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not even spending time with him. So whose vision is it? Is it yours? Is your plan submitted to God? Can he change your plan? I kept saying I was going to be a, a, a doctor by the time I was 30 years old. I thought a whole entire medical doctor. Meanwhile, I'm about to be a doctor. I'm getting my doctorate because doctor is a title. It's not a, it's not a profession. Oop. There are professors who are doctors. Mm, okay. Um, I'm going to have the title of doctor, but it does not look anything like the plan that I had. It looks nothing like it, but my plan was submitted to God, whatever he wanted it to look like. And at the time I didn't even know what that meant, but now I'm like, oh, my plan was submitted to God. However, he wants this thing to look, it's going to look like that. You cannot miss out on the beauty of submission, the peace of security and the power of strategy. Do not Cheat yourself going into this next year, into this next month, into tomorrow. Start today. Today. Don't wait till January. So let's get started today. Get a head start. Okay. I pray that this study has blessed y'all as much as it has blessed me. And I just really want y'all to have a safe, happy, and healthy holiday season. And I will see y'all back in January. I love y'all. God loves y'all more. Be blessed. Okay, y'all. Bye. See you in 2021. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.